It's Food Friday on 630 Chat. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Mm, yummy. <laughs> I want to do that all through the morning. Yummy. Yummy. Food Friday. Nice drink intro. Friday. It's drink Friday. Well, it's still consumable. Yes. Just, it doesn't sound as fun to say consumable Friday. Yeah, it just doesn't have that sexiness about nah. it. Food and, Friday. And we all about sexy. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of Jeez. middle-aged people yeah. talking well, food. Dead it's so sexiness. Hot. Well, yeah. It is very good. Anyway, this is awesome. You're talking about a party you were at uh, just last night? Yeah. I, I, I know this lovely woman in the city who runs uh, mock-up uh, mocktails, and she had a party. And you know what? I left that party feeling good. And I and woke up this morning feeling, feeling good. good. You know why? Because all of the drinks served at the party didn't have alcohol in them, and they were tasty, and they were delicious, mm-hmm. and it was a great evening, and she was launching a new book. Joanne Pierce from Mock Up Mocktails joins us. Good morning. Hello. Thank nice. you so much for having me. Good to have you in studio as well. Oh, yeah. My first time here. This is, is great. It? Pretty impressive and super sexy. Oh, it is place. so sexy in here. I feel underdressed. <laughs> Boom, chicka bow. Yeah, it's Down, really great. Bow, bow. Yes, indeedy. All right, that's All right, of that. But you know what? Non-boozy drinks can be sexy and appealing and attractive. And you want them the next day. So I brought you the same drinks today. It's for what, hair of the dog. <laughs> More of the hair of the, hair of the kitten. Hair of the puppy. Hair of the puppy, yeah. Like you. Let's That's talk so about how it's a thing now. You know, you used to go to a restaurant and you'd get the Shirley Temples or you'd get a virgin cocktail. So you'd have already have a cocktail, but you'd just get the, the booze out of it. Yeah. Gone are those days. This is a burgeoning industry. Absolutely. Like the lazy mocktail is, is over now. I will defend Shirley Temples until I... Too old and diabetic to have grenadine. They're awfully sweet, though. But there's and like the Shirley Temple at the right moment is perfection. Mm. But absolutely, like I think we've just come to a place where we can start to expect more from our alcohol-free menus. It's you know, it's no longer an afterthought, or at mm. least you know, on a good menu. And I think more and more, as you see restaurants, you know, they all have vegetarian options now, mm-hmm. and you're going to see that shift as well for the alcohol-free options. That restaurants are starting to put more thought into them. They're starting to consult if they don't know how to make good mocktails. Uh, and it is absolutely a thing, you know. What, what drives toward that? So for you, why, why did this become important for you? Uh, totally by accident. I, um, I quit drinking on a whim. People always kind of want to know my backstory. <laughs> it's like really dramatic, and it's not. I just, you know, was probably drinking too much and just, just did a sober challenge and realized that I felt way better. Mm. And that, you know, my social anxiety was better and sort of all that intense creative energy that I have instead of turning into anxiety with the hangover, I could channel it into these really interesting projects. So I, you know, but I still like missed having that drink at happy hour. So my partner still drinks. So I just started like boiling all our spices, like a true potions <laughs> witch. And I was like, well, I'll, be able to, I'll boil some star anise and see how that tastes. Um, <laughs> Started like making these potions. Doesn't everybody do that? Yeah, no, in no. Every time, once you boil your <laughs> Not spices, really, boil and boil, toil and trouble. So exactly. let's talk about this. I called it a book, but it's not really a book. It's an activity book. It's you know, sort of a, a workbook, if you will, a mocktail a kitchen primer. It's called Dry Spell, and you do talk about you know, there's some coloring in it, and there's some fun recipes, but there's some serious stuff in here as well. And talking about you know, withdrawing from alcohol and and what happens to people. Yeah, that's it. I think um, it's not all roses. And 
I have sort of been like collecting all this advice that I don't want to subject all my drinking friends. I'm not out here to convert anybody, but I do have advice for for people who are newly, you know, trying to stop and mm-hmm. and you'll feel like really angry sometimes and not know why and there's reasons for that you know it's like your reward center and your dopamine is all trying to balance out or or they'll have to learn how to just sit and be uncomfortable and that's a tough thing for people who are used to drinking more and so this is yeah it's like practical kitchen advice and also how to be uncomfortable it's both well and society and and the pressures mm-hmm. and all of the rest of that goes with it is why that... aren't you drinking yeah what? yeah come yeah, on well, really sworn. you're not why what happened you're right. Are you pregnant? Yeah. Are you pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like the kinds of questions that would lead you to ask why somebody isn't drinking. You'd never ask people those questions. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> walking up to somebody and, oh, hey, hi, welcome to the restaurant. Are you pregnant? Yeah, what's Just your asking. religion? Are you on medication? Yeah. <laughs> wow. When, and when you say it like that, it, yeah. it, it becomes quite intrusive. Absolutely, which is why, we you know, with, with mocktails becoming more prominent and the wines are getting better too. So non-drinkers are going to feel, you know, less exposed as well because they can be at the party holding a glass of wine, holding that mocktail and not feel totally put on the spot. Are you hearing more and more anecdotes of, of people who say, I, I'm just I'm just done? Yeah, and, and more and more people in my life, they'll kind of just, they pop up. And I don't know if it's because I'm more of a lightning rod for these things now, but they'll, they'll tell me, yeah, I've just quit drinking. Um, because and, for health reasons, because of, you know, personal reasons, obviously, as well, societal reasons. And more and more people that I know are telling me they're losing people to addiction. Hmm. Like, it's it's a real issue right now. And I think we need to talk about it and we need to stop pathologizing it and making people feel you know, diseased and and sort of, um, in a way, making it more mainstream to try living a dry life. If you you feel that's... alone, I can imagine, right? Yeah, like exactly. you're in a room and everyone's having a drink and they say that this is their coping mechanism, especially as a mom. We have all of those wine How jokes. How many memes and... have there been about, oh. I'm a mom, so I get a full this bottle is... into my glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah is... this is mummy juice, mummy right? Juice, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it does make you feel like there's something wrong with you, or at least it used to when you quit drinking. I, I enjoy just the, the energy that you bring into the room. And when you you talk about it, your eyes literally light up and you get a big smile and you bring the enthusiasm. So yes, there are really serious, overwhelming things that some people would be dealing with. Uh, how important or is it a cognitive, is it an intentional thought to bring that positivity and the joy of it as opposed to the burden of it? Yeah, I think I see it as part of my, my mission, if I would call it that, is just it's to like normalize this. Let's make it cool. Like the the party was fun last night, you know. Let's let's mm-hmm. build a scene here, and I don't think all events need to be dry events, but I think we can bring that lightheartedness to it. But I light up because I'm a giant nerd about it. And <laughs> I get to talk about the thing that I'm really nerdy about all the time. Oh, for sure. And it was nice leaving the party and and feeling good. And it's you know not that you should ever have this discussion. Am I safe to drive or am I not? Usually, if you're asking the question, you probably aren't. Yeah. So there's that. It's just the safety issue. You can you can drive your damn car home afterwards because you're safe. Exactly. Yeah. And there are options uh, locally um, in terms of beer for people to sort of hanging out. There's there always there seems to be sort of an option. There is more and more now as well. Even and, and locally produced. Locally produced, you know, as much as we all like would have O'Doul's back in the day or like your uncle always had the O'Doul's. There's like, SYC has a really good one. That's probably my favorite local one called Phantom Buzz. That one has a lot of complexity to it. What a great name for it too. That's very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But we have um, five locally now, like Campio has one called None the Wiser. 
there's Straight Edge from Sea Change, the Fuzzy Peach from Town Square. Mm. So there, there's options. Like people are catching on. There's an economy around this as well. There is money to be had here. So people yeah. are also catching on yeah. to that. Yeah, and and spirits too, non-alcoholic spirits, which are just about the same price as an alcoholic spirit, mm. uh, but fascinating, and they they taste like a botanical, maybe like a gin, yep. but just no booze in it. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I always say that alcohol-free spirits are like a bouillon cube. Like, if you use them expecting them to taste like an alcohol, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. It's like having vegan meat. But if you use them for what they are, which is like these intense, complex, botanical drink things, you know, that we've never seen. They're distilling things like, hey, it's great. Uh, intense. I'm looking at the ones you've uh, created <laughs> for us. I think we should try them. Take a quick break, because I want to know how difficult it is to make. This looks. This, this looks elaborate. It looks... Intense. Yeah, complicated mocktails are my okay. jam. All right. <laughs> <laughs> More with uh, Joanne Pierce from Mock Ups Mocktails after this. Don't you forget about me. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Welcome back, everyone. 8.16, you're listening to this morning on 6.30 Ched, Joanne Pierce, founder of Mock-Ups Mocktail, and her new workbook. Her almost It's an activity book. It, it puts you to work. Dry spell available here in Edmonton um, on, at Prince and the Paper on 124th Street and uh, just uh, north of 107th Avenue. And I just uh, actually looked at the entire cover and mm-hmm. realized, oh, yeah, Joanne did all the illustrations in here too. And they're awesome. They're brilliant. Beautiful. Thank you. So why do you want to make it like a coloring book? Because um, newly sober people are anxious. <laughs> they have like a lot of, at least for me, like a lot of pent up energy. Um, you're, you're When you quit drinking, you're both extremely tired and kind of uh, jittery at the same time. Mm. So this gives, you know, coloring is kind of therapeutic, but I think mm-hmm. especially for newly sober people, it gives you something to do with your hands. Um, I think there's there's a lot of content in here as well. I think it took me just as long to write it as it did to illustrate it. So, you know, you can sort of like take your time with the information and digest it while you color it in and and really sort of engage with it and interact with mm-hmm. it. And I encourage people to ruin this book and mess it up and spill <laughs> on it. It's a, it's sort of a, it's a primer because, you know, a recipe book is one thing, but this mm-hmm. is teaching people how to think about flavor too, how to think about recipe structure. How do we start? How do we tackle this whole new beverage category so that we're not just mixing like mixing pop and juice, or making mocktails where you know it's a cocktail, you know, a Virgin Caesar mm-hmm. or Nojito or something like that? So how to start thinking from that place of complexity? How complex are the ones that you brought us in today? We'll try them. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> introduce the first one. Which one do you want us yeah, to start with? Yeah. How about how about you just start with the purple one? Purple one. Yeah. So I brought you some Halloweeny colors today. This is a um, butterfly pea flower magic rose almond lemonade. I'm sorry, butterfly pea flower. What? Yes, it's the one that's in the Empress Gin. Yeah. If you want me to speak differently. Okay. <laughs> yeah, speak and, booze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speak, speak booze. 
Um, yeah. And, and when you put some acidity in and it changes color, right? Yeah, so the butterfly pea flower actually creates this very deep, inky blue tea. And when you add, when you assiduate it with some lemon juice, it turns purple. You just got a rose petal there. I did. <laughs> I have no problem with that. So this one, yeah, is super light and floral and refreshing. And how do you come up with these? Um, I think like food will inspire me a lot. We actually came up with this one for the um, Moscars Film Festival. Mm-hmm. We were catering that, and uh, we I wanted something that would sort of play with those flavors, so with the rose water and, and the almonds, but also it had to be halal, so we couldn't use any bitters, which I normally use. Mm. Uh, because there's alcohol in bitters, right? Because there's alcohol in bitters, mm-hmm. so, so this one was sort of out of necessity. That's really good. How much of that flora, because uh, uh, there, there's these petals on top of it, how much of that floral flavor is coming strictly from the petals and how much from the drink itself, because I couldn't tell. It's mostly from the drink. The petals are just there to titillate oh, your to eyeballs. To look pretty. <laughs> to look pretty. It's like if you're, the thing with a mocktail is like, don't ever have it in a coffee cup because a mocktail is essentially a placebo. It's like a reward mm-hmm. and you need to dress it up in order to feel fancy and feel like you've had that reward at the end of the day. If you just have it with no ice in a juice mug, you won't feel like you've had that reward. So, you know, take I gotta live and learn not to just pound it too, though. But you can. But I know fine. you can. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll totally be okay to be on the air. There's gotta be sugar in some of this stuff, though, right? There is, but we try so. to use it sparingly. We try to keep it sort of balanced. It's, it's sour. It's nice. Yeah. All right. What about the next one? So this one like is that. our. This, one, um, this one's so delicious. Yes. This is our uh, salted clove, lime, and tonic. And this one, I made it. Basalted is in basalt, the color, uh, by putting activated charcoal in there. So this is another little like Halloween trick: is you can turn anything like blacker than a crow's wing if you just add a few teaspoons of uh, activated charcoal. Hmm. It's it's delicious, um, Daryl. What do you think? I don't know. I'm have just getting, getting, getting my nose into it first, so I'll let you do the sip so that you can. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm checking for a bouquet. <laughs> oh, there you go. We're getting fancy in here. But these are really fancy. Like, they are. It, it, there's a, and there's a little bit of work to them. Ooh. You can taste the clove oh, and the yeah. lime. That's... There's a lot going on in that one. There's a whole ton going on in there. <laughs> which like, is it's good. good. Which it's is a party. I, which is what I love, yeah, right? It's bitter. It's, it's exploration. Salty, it's sweet. It's all kinds of things. And people wonder why like alcohol-free beers and mocktails and wines cost as much as a regular mm-hmm. cocktail. Because that's hard to do. Like that's, you know, somebody had to make that in a kitchen. It's culinary. And it's just as hard to make the beers and the the zero-proof spirits, if not harder than regular ones. And so in your book, do you go through and talk to people about how to make the the different syrups or ingredients or the cooking or do all through that? All of it. So like how to make syrups, how to do flavor composition. I'm lazy. Where can I just buy it? Well, the (laughs) ready-to-drink market is where it's at right now. Um, You know, the stuff in cans. And that's getting, that's an exploding market right now. Um, but can I get I get the syrups so that I can have available and then I can make my own at home? But it's, yeah. it's almost like ingredients. Can you do that, or do you have to make the stuff on your own? I mean, I think like increasingly mocktail kits and things like that will be. Available. I know uh, Mojo uh, Jojo Pickles on White Avenue. She she's got a whole bunch of different syrups. She's got ginger syrups. She's got yeah lots of simple syrups. But yeah. simple syrups are really easy to make. There, it's, I'll, it's I'll bring some over book, to you. There's like it's literally ten more steps to make <laughs> uh, mac and cheese from a box than it is to make a simple syrup. <laughs> so it's, it's not hard, and yet we somehow avoid this really. So you boil something and then you add sugar, and that's it. Hmm. So okay. but you know. 
There's there's tons of ready to drink easy stuff out there as well. Uh, I think more and more liquor stores are coming around to the fact that like yeah they're losing some of their market. They're mm. losing some of their demographic mm-hmm. if they want to gain it back. I did they, see a shelf full of yeah cocktails. they got to get with not, the program it, yeah. and get some decent alcohol free options on there. Well, and it sounds like you're in with the program. So is this going to make you rich? This whole avenue? This book won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I've sort of had my my fingers in, in many different branches of the dry economy here. I've been a manufacturer of token bitters. We have a distemperance um, mocktail product line. We just launched a catering company called Spilt. I think those things probably stand to have a little more like... Business opportunity. A business opportunity to them. And that's it, man. I, I quit drinking. I thought my life would be boring. It has never been more interesting. Like the opportunities that mm-hmm. this has brought to me have been staggering. The book I did for me, and I did it because I wanted to just put this advice somewhere uh, and because I love it. And I, yeah, this will not make me a millionaire, but... Um, and yeah. happy third sober anniversary! Thank you. It was my third sober birthday yesterday. There you Thank go. You so Congratulations. And you can get this workbook, as I mentioned, Prince and the Paper, 124th Street and 107th Avenue. How much is it? 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Not $19.99? She had to make a quick decision on the air. She went went with 20, (laughs) Daryl. She went with 20. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much. How nice to meet you, and uh, great to have you in, Joanne Firth. Thank you so much for having me. You bet.